Is Pon Roy a genius or what? Kristen and Dylan are going to get into it. Oh, yeah. We're inviting somebody else to talk about it as well. Flames have been pretty hot coming out of the break. Um, decided to bring in our buddy uh, Curtis Pilo to to talk about it. Uh, pretty exciting game, eh, Curtis? Yeah, that was uh, that was a quite a quite a game the Flames had uh, last night. Um, yeah, it was pretty interesting to see that uh, that new line combination too with uh, Uberdo and Sharon Govich and uh, Kuzmenko as well. Um, I sort of uh, was hoping going into that game that uh, we were going to see some instant chemistry with those guys, and it, uh, it certainly seems like those guys do have a bit of chemistry already. So, yeah, it was pretty quick, and it, it was surprising to me too because um, I thought because I've seen lots of Kuzmenko plays over the last couple years, right, and. He's a very, very much a drive the net with the stick on the ice type of a guy. And you didn't see too much of that last mm-hmm. game. He just seemed to connect on, on a lot of passes, like coming through the neutral zone and coming into the, into the uh, offensive zone. And, and well, Matt, you know, Kuzmenko managed to score one there. So it was really nice. Yeah, you got to give you props on your Wrangler's hat too. That's mm-hmm. pretty dope. I like that. That is a pretty sweet hat. I mean, you know me and and how how much I love the 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 blasty attire, but uh, I do like the hat. You like? Uh, are you a fan of the sideways blasty, the side profile? This is actually uh, the Wranglers hat. Yeah, I picked this up at the last uh, game I went to at Saddledome. There, I was like, oh, it's oh new design this year. I thought that was pretty cool. So. Nice. You you've been going to see some. Yeah, me and actually, yeah, we went to uh, me and my son went to a Rangers game here. Uh, it was December. Yeah, we went to a Rangers game. Nice, nice. I almost so, ordered one yeah. of those. I just really like the the logo. Yeah, it's something a little different, eh? Mm-hmm. I, I like Blasty That's too. Like, I know the owners want us to buy it off anyways, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So. So with the uh, with with the game on on Tuesday night against against the Bruins, um, how surprised are we at uh, Sharon Govich in the in the faceoff dot? Thirty eight percent was it? Yeah. Not so. Well, yeah, um, that there. The Flames website have them at uh, forty two point nine. So I don't know if they're just trying to make it better. Could be. It. I mean. I just looked on the yeah. on the Spantrax site, so I think um, I don't know. They're utilizing. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go go for it. Yeah, I was just going to mention that uh, Backlund. They're using Backlund in the faceoff uh, quite a bit more now. It looks like with. Well, I would assume Huska is probably uh, sort of knows what he's getting there as well. And with Lindholm gone. 
you're sort of wanting down one sort of proven centerman that can win a draw for you. So they're, I'd imagine they'll probably lean on him for a, quite a bit here in the next little bit um, until uh, Sharon Govich can kind of get um, accustomed to that that new role, I guess. It's, it's kind of, I don't know, uh, do you guys know when the last time he played center was in, in the league? I don't think he's played center in the league, has he? I think it was only in uh, in juniors, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think he's played, there was one year he took quite a few face-offs. Oh, okay. And um, I think it was his first year in New Jersey. And he, like, he was never really good at it, right? Like, even even when he was doing it quite often, he was never really good at it. I think it, actually it may have been his second year. But uh, it just, you know, a lot of natural centers aren't really good at it when they when they start in the NHL. So... Uh, I think New Jersey just kind of moved them yeah. over. Plus, New Jersey has some pretty, you know, some natural centers you want to keep at center, right? Like Heischer and Hughes and and all of those guys. So that's right. Yeah, just just looking at uh, Hockey Reference here, and it uh, it shows that he's <clears throat> effectively has taken more faceoffs so far this year, just slightly more than uh, uh, two of the three years he was in Jersey. Yeah, uh, and I mean career career numbers of thirty thirty six point three. Um, so the Flames are still in dire need of a of a top line. Yeah. Team, obviously, <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, you know if if you know if he can play the part, and I mean obviously we love his his ability to put the puck in the net and and uh, just create exciting hockey. So I mean it's you're gonna have to. Gonna have to take some to to give some, and I think we've we've been kind of spoiled with with Lindholm in that role for so long. I mean, he's not he's not really necessarily there for the points or the goals, but his ability to win faceoffs and his ability to to win puck battles, and uh, and obviously just a absolute stud on the penalty kill. Yeah. No, I agree, and and like I've seen a lot of people getting you know kind of shitting on Sharon Govich for not being a great defensive player or whatever, but uh, I like, and, and they've been doing the same thing with Huberto and, and Kuzmenko, which is fair because those two really haven't ever been great defensively. Um, I think Huberto had one all right yeah. defensive season, uh, but Sharon Govich actually is a pretty good defensive player. And I mean, he also like, like he wins puck battles the the only thing he can't do is faceoffs. That's the only yeah. thing I've seen him not be able to do. Yeah, you're you're not uh, picking up eight shorthanded goals being shitty at defense, right? Yeah. You know, not saying he's stellar at it, but he, I wouldn't say that he's necessarily yeah, right. bad at it. You know, he's he's played in a in a different system in Jersey, um, where the forwards weren't really that much is they they weren't that key to their defensive uh game right yeah you know more of a more a forward facing type system where in calgary you know it's always been accountability for forwards coming back and and getting involved in that play to play defense so i mean it it took them you know a month and a half two months to even kind of get started here right which is understandable given completely new surrounding new team new line mates new everything so I think give it time and and he'll learn that style or learn learn to be better at the defensive side of things. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But even yeah, and I, mean, I remember when uh, Conray made that trade, he was sort of touting him uh, as that guy who can kill penalties for you and whatnot. So he does obviously mm -hmm. have that ability. Uh, yeah. In him, yeah. So. And then obviously, like, like, not like Lindholm, the defense part of the game, it's easier to teach that part of the game than it is to teach a guy to score. That's, you know, that's kind of a more natural ability that sort of a God given yeah. ability for a lot of guys. Yeah. And that's, that's what, you know, the Flames have been missing. That's why they went and got Sharingovich. And that's why they went and got Kuzmenko, right? Like, they don't. You know, they didn't need to go out and yeah, get Cali Yarncroke or something like that, right? They, no, they're they're targeting guys for a reason. And they're one thing that's actually really impressed me. Both of those trades kind of showed that Conroy is looking to the future, but also trying to stay competitive. Now, I'm more team rebuild than stay competitive, but you know, Edwards isn't yeah. out there. <laughs> you know being super pumped on just getting all futures. So the fact that he's been able to what what seems like anyways to me, uh grab, you know, Kuzmenko, who's a twenty-seven, now twenty-eight year old forward who can score when given the chance. As well as, you know, an almost, you know, blue chip level prospect and a first round pick and a fourth round pick and another prospect, right? Like so he's kind of appeasing the people, you know, not that he's trying to appease, you know, certain people, but, you know, he's managed to make those moves for the future and also for the present. Yeah, I mean, he better yeah. be appeasing me. God damn it. Just, yeah. just team, <laughs> team tank, let's go. But he's, he's not, yeah. he's, he's not on that. He's not on board with that, with the, uh, with the trades that he's made so far, which, you know what? I mean, he's he's brought yeah. in a couple of yeah. We were just talking you know, before about this. Yeah, yeah. He's brought in a couple of couple of, you know, I think guys you can you can move forward with your team uh, even even through a rebuild. I think, you know, give three years and, you know, if if Kuzmenko uh, is is still playing the way the way he started out and and the kind of the score that he is, and you, you know, you can sign him to two two year deals or three year deals and. You know, potentially, and and you know, just something to build towards. <clears throat> you know, he keeps helps keep the team competitive while still bringing in and, and restocking the the cupboards and in, in the A or you know wherever wherever we're going to keep our prospects now. Yeah, hundred percent. And like mm -hmm. with Kuzmenko specifically, too, maybe not so much for Sharon Govich, but Kuzmenko has seemed to be the type of guy who, I mean, he's only signed one contract in the NHL so far. Uh, well, two, I guess, because he signed his, the, the first one. But he was a UFA both times because he came over from Russia, right? He came over from the KHL when he was older. So he signed a short-term deal, and then he signed another short-term deal, right? He signed a one-year deal, and then he, mm -hmm. he signed a, a two-year deal. So maybe maybe that's what he wants to do. Maybe he just wants to sign a couple of years, see if this is the team for him, sign another couple of years, you know. Um, maybe as he gets older, turn into a Joe Thornton type of one year, one year, one year, one year thing, instead of locking the team into an eight year fucking nonsense deal. Like every player seems to want to do. Well, yeah, everybody wants to, yeah. 
aren't of their team apparently right every everybody's the most important piece and we want we want to get at least one or two to three million more than what we're worth seems to be the nhl mantra nowadays yeah i mean yeah. his his contracts have been have been small obviously right he's at the one year at, yeah. at uh nine hundred fifty thousand for the 22-23 season and then a, a two-year that he's on now worth five and a half um mm-hmm. You know, obviously, for how they're utilizing him in in Vancouver, five and a half is is a hard pill to swallow. I'm sure for owners and fans and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'll I'll eat that cap because as I'm I'm not trying to be competitive right now. I just want to rebuild a team so as that I can get excited for the future. So, you know that that five and a half. Even I mean, if you if you can put, you know, three guys being made or you know, being paid five and a half on your top line and still be competitive. I think that's, that's some damn good work by the GM. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's nice to see, I mean, it's early and it's only one game, but it's nice to see some connection between three line mates. Cause we haven't seen that on with Huberto at all yet. Right. He hasn't had a connection with two line mates. Even the last little while with Lindholm and uh, Sharon Govich, it's been Sharon Govich having having uh, chemistry with those two guys separately, and those other two guys not really having chemistry together. Um, mm-hmm. But it seems like these guys are making, at least in the first game, making some nice little one-touch passes and communicating and. Um, being in the right spot for each other and um, honestly like I know it's hard to understand Kuzmenko his English is really rough but fuck he's funny he's funny I don't know if you guys have heard any of his interviews but oh he's yeah he's and he's happy too so yeah Yeah, just weirdly happy yeah yeah like I'm I'm sure someone who just got just playing with Well, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, just got exactly, just kind of got the the rug pulled out from underneath you, and he does it with a with a with a huge grin, and it, it, it didn't seem to phase him in any way. And and you could tell that he's already rubbed off on Huberdeau, right? You know, Huberdeau, you know, even just before the game and 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 the last couple of days, like you could tell he's just excited to to see what what can come of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and the, and I mean. You know, given given the fact that he's you know got a goal and a couple of assists last night, I think uh, I think moving forward that's gonna that's gonna play well for uh, everybody's favorite contract on the Flames. Yeah, and the yeah. rest of that uh, trade. I mean, Hunter Brustevich is leading the OHL in in points by a defenseman, third overall in points, um, but by all players, and like he's not. You know, he wasn't Vancouver's best uh, defense prospect. Uh, I think that's Tom Willander or, or Wielander. I don't know how to say it, but uh, that guy looks like a stud. But And you can't really say, you know, any any kind of production in the OHL is just going to translate to the NHL, right? But uh, yeah. he seems happy because there's probably more of a, a, a shot in – Calgary system for him to to play professional games uh coming up um here maybe even later this year or or starting next year right so um there's nothing stopping him from from signing a contract 
um, mm-hmm. and he seems like a like a at least very intriguing prospect at the very least. Yeah. Did you guys watch I mean, any we... highlights of uh, him? Did yes. You guys watch any highlight packages? Yeah. A little bit. Just... Yeah. Yeah, it looks like he's got pretty good vision of the ice. He makes made made some nice passes, and yeah, obviously you're seeing the best of the best sort of thing. So you got to take it with a grain of salt, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He he looked pretty. He looks pretty impressive, and you know the points are there. One too, thing so I I noticed in the highlight packages I watched is, and like just in general in the OHL, a lot of points and assists are given to people who just like give the puck to the superstar and the superstar goes and and scores and does 17 circles around the the offensive zone and does everything himself right um but i found a lot of bruce davich's um assists were actually him creating the chance for the player he's giving the puck to by faking a shot or by shimmying around with his skates and his his edges and creating a lane and creating like creating a passing lane and then creating the shooting lane at the same time for that guy. Like he's actually a creator um, at the OHL level. So hopefully yeah. some of that pays off. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Time will tell on that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it, given, given our, stockpile of defensemen in the a which is next to nothing um you know we just we need we need bodies that we can start putting in there let's see what we can get out of them and and like you said he'll he'll because of that he'll likely have a better chance at at some uh you know professional ice time you know obviously likely in the in the a for for a couple of years and you know let's see let's see where where it goes right you know it's not that we're not the cup isn't running full on uh, on defensemen in, in our system. You know, we do have some some decent defenders, you know, in on the flames, but you know, it's looking like you know one, hopefully two, are being dealt here in the next you know month. So, so mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna need to replenish that. So I like it. Yeah. I was just hearing uh, earlier today that that the Tanev thing is heating up. So, um, you know, they're. There's even a chance that one of them could be dealt by the time this video gets up. Um, just an interesting thing about Bruce Davich as well. Uh, last point I'll make. Um, a lot of people have been talking about the, the Adam Fox thing, about you know young American players not wanting to play in Canada or whatever. But uh, that was a very weird situation when it comes to Adam Fox because um, he was in college, right? And college players can hold out and become free agents. Yeah. Um, first of all, it seems like Bruce Davich wants to sign in Calgary. But second of all, if he were to hold out, he would go back in the draft. And then he mm-hmm. couldn't pick where he was going anyways. Right? Whereas yeah. Fox was actually able to hold out and then pick where he was going. Um, yeah, he but, wanted to go to New York the entire time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Carolina. Took a bit of a chance there, hoping that they could maybe sign him, but yeah, mm-hmm. kind of blew up in their face a little bit too. So, but I think it's always you're always better off drafting the best player, and then like that that end up benefiting our team because we end up getting uh, Dolman Adam in that deal. So, yeah, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, yeah, yeah that that was a pretty Adam good trade for the for you, but 
yeah, we'll, we'll take the other guys too. They're pretty good players. So. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Do, do you want an Adam Fox playing for you? Mm, not if he doesn't want to be here in my That's opinion. Right. right? Like yeah. he's, he's an amazing defenseman, but also I'll tell you one thing. It's really entertaining when he comes to Calgary. Just <laughs> as far as and and it seems like the booing actually gets to him. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but the booing gets to him, and it makes mm-hmm. me laugh a lot. Yeah, like six years later. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's amazing. Right? Oh yeah. yeah, and I I think that whole you know players don't want to sign in Canada thing is way over overblown in my opinion. Um, it is. You know, are have there been examples of it? Obviously. <clears throat> But I mean, the the league is big. It's been going on for many years, and I mean, I I, I don't think there's that many cases you can you can throw in there. You know, Kadri came to mind there, but that was just because he had a thing against Calgary at the time, right? Yeah, and he's and, and he's I think Canadian that one too. Kadri's uh, thing, I think he just didn't want to leave Toronto at the time either. Yeah, yeah, he's a Toronto he wanted kid. To stay in Toronto. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he he was trying to use his trade protection to to nix it so they wouldn't trade him and then they and then they kept on him about finding a place so he was like you know what on in second thought i will go somewhere else right mm-hmm. he's at least that's how he he put it when he ended up signing here is like it's never not that he didn't want to play in calgary it's that he was trying to make toronto not trade him at all yeah 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 which when has that ever worked, right? Yeah, like if if the team comes to you and says, you know, I, I want you to pick some teams, you should probably go ahead and pick some teams that you want to go to because you're going to go. Yeah, like, or are you just going to be upset with the organization that you're playing professional hockey for for the next? And like, are they going to be upset with you for the next, you know, couple years or that? Like, look at the whole Jacob Chikrin situation in in Arizona, like. They were sitting him out games because they thought they were about to trade him like a year before he was traded. Like that, yeah. that that's fucking <laughs> bullshit. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, that's 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 not how you treat your players, right? No. Nor is it how you showcase your players to get them ready for a trade, right? A lot of people yeah. are saying we should do that with Tanev, just sit him until somebody trades for him. It's like, yeah, because Tanev is going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go sit on. Eat yeah. popcorn. Yeah, that's that's one thing I've noticed about about Tanov is he, you know, he 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 loves just being on the sidelines and watching, right? Yeah, he doesn't yeah. like ice time or hockey games or yeah. anything like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, he's had a couple of injuries, but I, I mean, in my opinion, his his injury history was way worse in in Vancouver than since yeah. he's been with us, right? You know, he's had a couple of, you know couple of situations but i mean look at him coming back in the playoffs um you know a couple of years ago i mean that i mean that's just warrior stuff right it's Whereas, warrior uh, stuff but he also shouldn't have he was like yeah right oh yeah no that, that, that was like right? monahan style like just now you need to go on ir please like go yeah. fix yourself <laughs> yeah. which which he finally did and and it worked right I mean, I think in Tanev's situation, I mean, I don't think, I mean, yeah, he was bad during that that series as far as his ability to 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 muck it up and be in the corners, but I don't think it affected him, you know, through the through the off season and into the next season. 
No, he was fine. Yeah, I, I, I also don't think that Tan has been, you know, actually healthy for a decade, right? No. Uh, he, just, he just plays haven't. through whatever. Yeah, he just plays through whatever and, and moves on with his day. Like, listen to what Coleman yeah. was saying at the beginning of this year. He's like, this like this is the first time since his first cup, like, four years ago that he's actually felt, like, proper, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes plus, plus, I think as a fan, you don't see that. Yeah. Uh, the guys tend to not, uh, you know, bitch too much about I got this nagging injury kind of thing, and so you don't really hear about that. And you kind of just think, oh, this guy is. You think you think he's being lazy, or but right. like in reality, like these guys are, you know, dealing with probably some significant injuries you're just truly not aware of. You kind of mm-hmm. see. Uh, not that I want to talk about Toronto all that much, but Matthews from last season to this year with yeah. his uh, right. wrist situation, like it's noticeable this year how much better he is. So Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it was because he had surgery or whatever, and, and then it, it didn't heal properly, and then he kept playing on it, right? And Yeah. I mean, his, his main talent is his shot, and what are you going to do with a broken wrist? or a badly healed wrist, probably not going to shoot the puck very well. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He's, he's a very one dimensional player when it comes to that, right? He's, he's there to score goals and that's it. And so when when you take uh, account trying to play through an injury like that, yeah, it, it will affect your, your numbers and your play greatly. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. The 49ers are at minus 122 and the Chiefs are at plus 102 on the money line. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. C dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Yeah, that's another warrior, eh, Coleman? I mean, he's he's an, he's just he's just one of those guys. He's like, I've I've always I've always thought of him like like a Chris Russell, right? You know, not very big, just tough as nails. You know, will put you through a wall if he can, and yeah, it's he's. You know, he's he's the type of he's the type of player I like to see in in Calgary. I mean, he's he's made for Western style hockey. Not that that really is a thing anymore, but you know, that's yeah. yeah. 
ultra competitive guy. Hundred percent. And yeah. like, there's a there's a reason that he won cups with Tampa. Like he, like he was a big part, not a superstar, yeah. but obviously, like he was a big part of those cups. So, yeah. And yeah. character yeah. guy too, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, and it's important, I think, too, if we do sort of get into this rebuild situation where we start bringing these younger players in, you still need to keep some of those kind of guys around, like the Backlands and the Colemans, to sort of 100%. show the younger guys, like, this is how you're, this is how an NHL pro plays, Acts. and how you act yeah. off the ice, and how you train, and um, you come into camp in tip-top shape, and, you know, and yeah. to be... The young guys come in, they see the older guys, you know, the guys who are, you know, they're mid thirties now. And when they're outperforming the younger guys, the younger guys are kind of like, Oh, I better pick it up here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, exactly. And I, I agree. I, I think, you know, in, in my dream scenario, we're able to trade uh, Tanov as a rental to somebody for, for the playoffs for, for a decent return. And then, and then sign them again in the summer to a, a year or two year deals just so I can be around and, and train some of the young D men coming in and you know get get guys like Gilbert up to speed and 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 ready to go. And you know, if we hang on to and, and sign uh uh Shillington again, you know, he's he's gonna need some more guidance and and stuff like that. And and what better player to learn that from than than a you know a defensive stud like 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 Chris Tanev, right? Jeremy Poirier, like that, mm-hmm. like even Yan Kuznetsov, like like these kids, and like pretty much every kid that Tanev has ever played with, every young player that Tanev has ever played with has become better. Um, mm-hmm. You you stole my point. Like I'm pretty sure you knew I was going to start talking about that, but uh, I know yeah. he's probably going to get traded. But I wouldn't even mind if we just extended him but he's probably going to get traded um yeah i i, I kind of have to wonder know, too uh, is one that we're going to really need to have him on board with something like that because he's the one that kind of scares me making the transition from the a into the the nhl is he's always been like one of those top elite prospects and and i don't you know coming into the nhl is a is a big change in as far as mentality goes and I don't I don't know how grown up he's gonna be when he comes here, right? You know, is he gonna is he gonna fall back a bit and and stumble out of the gate or you know, what kind of player are we gonna see when that happens, right? He's he's gonna need somebody with that experience to kind of shadow him and, and show him the ropes and show him how it's done, yeah. in my he opinion. Screams Shane Goss despair to me. Just a guy who mm-hmm. is dynamic offensively. You throw him out for PP one, you don't give him a single defensive zone start all game long. But uh, you know, you shelter the shit out of him. You you give him a, a partner like Tanev or or someone like that, and um, hopefully, yeah. hopefully he gets better defensively. But so far, it seems like he's just going to be kind of like that. Which you know, there's a place for that. We could actually just use one of those right now, right? Like our power play has been pretty terrible, and. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I don't know if I'm not because we haven't put Weger uh, out there for long. We've been putting yeah. Rasmus there, who never moves forwards. He yeah. always only moves side to side. But mm. what's that, Chris? Mm. Uh, Hannafin, he's played quite a bit with Tanner this season. It seems like uh, 
Like, I wasn't his biggest fan last season. Um, but he seems like he's played a lot better this season since he's been paired up with uh, Tanov. I was just kind of looking yeah, at his ice time really last night. Really he played years almost ago, 26 too. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last night, he was our yeah. the most ice time of any player. Yeah, he's just... Like, I, I wasn't a big fan last year of uh, Anderson and Hannafin together. They'd look kind of discombobulated sometimes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think everybody last year, like just the whole team, even like Backlund and Coleman, just like everybody just seemed out of it last year. But I do agree. Um, and it seems kind of like Anderson, like I'm a huge fan of Rasmus Anderson, but it kind of seems like he plays a little bit more. Um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but he, he plays a little bit less um, uh, dangerous of a game because uh, I think that car wreck he had where he got hit on the scooter in Detroit last year, I think that rattled him and he mm. kind of hasn't really been the same since. Um, which is fair because that would scare yeah. the living piss out of me too, right? But... Um, that's just the way. I, and and as far as you're talking about Hannafin there, like he's played really, really good. And what scares me the most, I yeah, don't he think seems like a different happen. player this year to me. Yeah, but I still don't yeah. think he's a sixty million dollars over eight years player, and he's already turned that down, right? So that scares the shit out of me that they want him to to sign and they might be willing to give him more than that. That's uh, like, we don't, we don't need to hold on to him that badly in my opinion. No, given he's the year that he's player. had, he's, he's the perfect candidate for a trade for a haul, right? Yeah. You know, he's, he's had, he's had that type of year yeah. where yeah. you, you have to capitalize on it now or else you're just going to screw yourself in the long run, you know, paying him eight years at, at, you know, seven, eight mil is a disaster in my opinion. An absolute disaster. You don't do you don't make you don't sign contracts like that at the start of a retool. No. Like you really don't. Like he's he's you know, I'm not saying he's old, but he's too old for that kind of contract for this situation right now. It's one thing if you were signing yeah. like if you see a, like if if Zari was coming off of uh if his contract was coming off the books and you know he wanted to stay long term and he wasn't asking for too too much you know you could bet on something like that um but he's also 22 right yeah so there's there's a time and place for long-term contracts during a retool and i think a 28 year old defenseman isn't that no exactly you don't you don't mm-hmm. yeah it, this isn't the time to be paying defensemen until they're 35. yeah <laughs> you know it really you know unless unless you're chris tanna which hannafin is not and you know, he's he he does have yeah. good good stretches where you know he's flashy and gets lots of points he's never been super strong defensively right he's been yeah. You know, I, I, middle middle of the pack defensive in his entire career, in my opinion. 
Um, but he does have those flashes of uh, some good offensive sense and knows when to rush the play and and can uh, almost be your fourth forward on on a rush. But he's a yeah, I, fine fourth defenseman, maybe fifth. He's he's like he's a really good fifth defenseman. Yeah. Or, sorry, for he's a really good fourth defenseman and a pretty good third defenseman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I had my numbers off there. Yeah, he's kind of like, like uh, he's, a, he's a solid second pair of guy, but you don't pay your second pair of guy seven and a half million fucking dollars for eight years. <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like that Zadorov thing where whenever he tried to go up and play uh, second pairing minutes, he sort of gets exposed. He's a solid yeah. third pairing defenseman, hundred percent, but. Uh, same thing with Hannafin. I think right. that's part of the thing I think, with Rasmus Anderson last year when they played together. They had him on the first pairing, playing the hardest minutes, and uh, I just don't think he's built for that. He can yeah. log a ton of minutes. I just don't think he thrives when he's playing against, um, you know, other teams' top top players all the time. Um, but he can log every like yeah. He can eat minutes, right? But he just can't, like, to me, he's great if you're putting him out all the way through. You can keep him on the ice the whole time the second, third, and fourth line of the other team is on. But when that first line comes on, put fucking Uyghur out there instead, please. (laughs) Yeah, Uyghur's been a stud this year. I mean, he, he quietly goes about his business doesn't garner a lot of attention from media, you know, other, other teams, it appears. I, I just, I really like how he's been uh, going about his business this year. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, and having that's, a better uh, offensive season than, uh, than he had last year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, clearly he was the, uh, the target in that Chuck trade. It wasn't Huberdeau at all. It was, it was uh, Uyghur. <laughs> that 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 was for Steve, right? <laughs> yeah. Funny Steve was saying that. Well, nah. When that trade came down, he's like, "I don't even care that Huber that was coming over. It's Uyghur that I want." We're all like, "Yeah, like Uyghur's good, but pretty sure the guy who's like at that time bonafide superstar was the target." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hopefully he comes back to that. Um. Yeah, it would be nice to see him even get back to a you know seventy point pace or something. Uh, I'm just uh, curious if you guys are seeing this too with Huberto. Uh, does it seem like the last ten or fifteen games, like he's a little bit harder to get knocked off the puck? Seems to be fighting for pucks a little bit more. Like it's he sort of had that Johnny Gaudreau thing where a guy would just touch him and he'd lose the puck. Yeah, it seems like he's a little more solid on the puck lately. And then that uh, play he made last night, where he pickpocketed the defenseman and made that nice uh, shot yeah. top corner. It's like beautiful yeah. shot too. This guy might be coming around here. Yeah, yeah, that, so, that, that whole sequence in the, in the corner and yeah, yeah, that whole sequence on that goal that he scored last night, where he's digging in the he's digging in the corner, like he's he's aggressive. And that that whole forecheck yeah. and aggressiveness is is something that we're not used to seeing. Um, if if that's yeah, that was, that was what Huberdeau looks like moving forward, not the same. Yeah. yeah, it's funny you pointed out 
10 to 15 games because I believe he's got 13 points in his last 13 games. And that's like right smack in the middle of what you've, uh, what you've been talking about there. So yeah, go figure that when you become more engaged, you, your production, uh, although I'll give him credit. Like, I think he's been engaged a lot of the time and has not had the production. Um, I don't think he's a lazy player. Maybe he's had a couple of lazy moments, but I don't think he's ever really been lazy. Um, Mm -hmm. Not, he's not floating around like James Neal. He, I think he just was legitimately having a really tough time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's in a, he's in his own head. Yeah. Yeah. He's bad for that. You can tell, um, you know, even just watching him on the bench, you know, he's he's generally, well, at least leading up until like a month ago, you know, he's he's off to the side. He's he's, you know, the far guy in, on the bench by himself, you know, kind of hunched over, shaking his head. And you can tell that he's just giving himself shit. And that doesn't help production. Like You're, you're not going to get out of your funk with that kind of with that kind of mentality. No. Yeah. You know, not. I'm sure I'm sure he knows that too, but I mean, I understand, you know, I'm, I, I play sports as well and, and you get into a funk and you know, you, you're, you're your own worst enemy when you start getting into your own brain, calling yourself this, that, and the other. And, you know, I mean, it makes you potentially try harder, but it certainly doesn't garner better results. No. <laughs> so no. I wanted to talk about Conroy with you guys for a bit because when he was first given the role of, of uh, full-time GM, personally, I was really worried. You know, always willing to give it a shot, but I, but I was, you know, really worried because I thought he was going to be kind of a pushover. I, I didn't think he was going to be cutthroat enough to call. You know, call this is this is it. This is our deadline, and if you're not signed or if you're not whatever by this time then i'm trading you i don't care if you're my buddy i don't care like i figured it was going to be buddy 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 everything's buddy buddy because it's connor right i was really worried about that but in my opinion he's proven me wrong so far it's very early usually you can't really judge a a gm you know until the first couple years at least have gone by but i think he started to prove me wrong and I've really been impressed with his moves so far and his ability to draw a deadline and, and use it. What do you guys think? Go for it. Yeah. No, uh, that was kind of my sense too, is that maybe it's just because he's such a contrast to uh, uh, tree living because tree living is so was sort of so business-like, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Always got that poker face on doesn't smile too much and you know all the interviews he's very like i said to the point business like sort of thing but um Land. <laughs> uh yeah and then um i was a little bit worried too because through that whole uh johnny goudreau thing um conroy just seems so convinced that goudreau was going to sign with the team so that kind of had me a little bit worried too him and him coming in as gm was like uh he made like to your point, I think maybe it felt like he was a little bit too buddy buddy with the players. Um, but yeah, I think he does at the end of the day, he's obviously 
been in this business his whole life and uh, he understands the business and stuff. So, so mm. far promising for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's promising for sure. I think, uh, you know, he's done, he's done really good on, on the three trades that he's pulled off so far. Um, even signing uh possible to that, you know, 1 million dollar uh, contract times uh, two, wasn't it? Yeah. Two year, one mil. Um, I think yeah. that's, that's, Really good value uh, for the team for a guy that's been playing second line uh, for pretty much the entire season. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's great that that uh, Pospisil cross checks Marchand in the head and then instantly gets a pay raise for it. I think that's brilliant. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's the kind of kind of culture I want to build for the Flames. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm going to still hold off on my full judgment on on Craig until I see uh some some signings some uh, UF, UFA signings and and extensions and things like that so far he's done a really good job on the three trades um I give him a, a ton of credit you know anybody that has expressed any sort of interest on uh being traded away he's done it swiftly and and he's done you know he's got you know pretty good return you know fair fair market I wasn't super pumped with the return we got for uh, for Zdorov, but it was mostly because the uh, you know the the year of which those those picks were coming back. But you know what? If he doesn't want to be on the team, then he's gone, and that's fine. Um, I, he he obviously has it, he's looking like a like a golden child with the Toffoli trade so far. You know, who traded away our our. Uh, you know, one of our top line wingers for another guy that's now on the top line and and quite frankly way more exciting to watch and i would rather build my my new team around guys like that anyways so yeah i mean I, i'll give him the credit because i was just like you dylan as you know i i was i was worried that uh you know he's always had this this super fun guy you know buddies with everybody type uh type uh uh, attitude. His, yeah, attitude and history over over the years as a player and even as a assistant GM and all that fun stuff. So I think he's I think he's done well so far. Um, I think uh, we'll wait until this time next year to to see what it's truly looking like moving forward. Yeah, I just want to rewind a bit on that possible thing. I think one thing that's really underrated about that trade, or not that trade, that signing the extension for Pospisil. Um, first of all, like you said, it's it's $1 million a year for two years for a guy who's been playing on the first or the second line, which sometimes looks like the first line. Mm-hmm. Um, and he helped rejuvenate a player who, you know, a, a veteran who for the first, like, you know, quarter of the season had everybody ripping their hair out because he's he was lazy and wouldn't use his teammates and and all the in Kadri, right? And now Kadri's been playing fairly well over the last uh couple months and pretty much ever since Pospisil showed up. But here's the thing as well. Pospisil in two years expires as a restricted free agent. Yes. So he can't just walk, right? If you would have given him that third year, then he's yeah. uh, he's UFA. So yeah, yeah, I think that's a great play by Craig. You know, and, and 
And and, and I think, you know, Pospisil wants to, you know, still prove himself, right? He still wants to make a big payday, but he knows that, you know, he's got the injury um, history and he's had a hard time just getting, you know, getting uh, full-time minutes in the NHL. So he, I think he understands that he needs to prove himself and, you know, it's, it's a, it's a show me deal. And I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Me too. Um, and let's just talk about that Zari goal from last night too, because that was pretty pretty awesome. Nice little, nice little hold up, and then pass from uh, from Kadri, and and then mm-hmm. it's nice to see our young players driving the net, right? Because how many years like obviously there was that that uh, one year where we had the Goudreau and and Kachuk and Lindholm line where there was a guy driving the net every so often but like it's been years of us watching Flames hockey where everyone is standing on the boards and behind the net and on the blue line and there's no traffic in front at all and defenders don't have to move and you're actually seeing these young guys drive the net all the time and use creativity to get there mm-hmm. um, and speed. So, and, and even with Kuzmenko too, like you can't really call him a young guy cause he's 28, but you can see he deeks, you know, he's he like three or four times last night, he deked to get in close to the, to the goalie or, uh, you know, on the rush to be the defender or something like that. Right. Like, He's not just holding up and button hooking and trying to find somebody else, right? He's actually trying to get that's, close. That's that's been the one thing that Sharon Govich has been sneaky good at too, is just moving around and just becoming open. Right? That was one thing I think I mentioned that about mm-hmm. a month ago, just watching him, you know, it just he he's got this this ability to you know, know where the defenders are around him and just get two, three feet away from them. So is that he has full range on a shot. And that, you know, that's that's an underrated ability as, as far as I'm concerned in, in the league. There's not a lot of guys that can do that, um, especially get away with it uh, frequently, right? You know, once upon a time, you know, who was really good at that is that guy who's sitting just underneath your microphone. Yes. Yeah. Sean Monahan was really good at just backing off just for a fraction of a second, losing the defenders, mm-hmm. receiving a pass and scoring a goal. And that's yeah. pretty much what I'm hearing you say about Sharon Govich too, which is nice. Yeah. 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 That's exactly I was, that's what I was doing. I was comparing him directly to Sean Monahan. No, no. <laughs> you know what I mean though. No, I know. I know. Sean Monaghan actually. Here's an interesting stat for you. Sean Monaghan has never had a season under fifty percent on the draws, and he's had like a couple over sixty. So he's actually like really good on draws. Um, Yeah, he's okay. I wish him. I wish him well in Winnipeg. Like I'm not usually all about cheering for old Flames players, but he didn't want to leave. He kind of got fucked over by by the team and by his injuries, and uh, I don't know, I'm I'm happy for him. Yeah, he got he got fucked over by by Brad in in 
in return the flames got fucked over by it yeah something like that he's had one year two three years lower than 50. come on pretend pretend like you looked at the stat sheet before you talked all right i did i've looked at uh, it like three times well i'm looking at wait a minute let me make sure yeah sean monahan okay well See. you might have called me out on that but i i even had looked at, at it several times i mean my my go-to uh thing could be could be wrong right i have I can't. We got uh, 40, 45.9, 45, sorry, 45.9, 49.6, and 49. Oh, you know why? Is because the site I'm looking at starts at 2017. Nah. Which is Fox Sports. So that's my you, bad. You, you go to Spock or Fox Sports to look up hockey. Uh, no, I just go I had Googled Monaghan faceoff stats, and that was the first one that came up. And I try not to use the NHL website because it's fucking trash, and I don't want to give it any hits. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> but still, since 2017, he's never he's uh, only no. had one season. That 49. Yeah, 50, 51.1, 52. 49 53 55 60 55 like he's actually now, really good on the on the faceoffs now i just want to make it clear that i didn't go there to uh to to show monahan stats i just knew that there was a couple of years that he was just slightly under 50 and wanted to call you out oh no fair enough please do man some you know sometimes i uh read things wrong it's all good <laughs> Well, should we uh, should we leave it there? Just me calling you out and uh, yeah, signing it. off. <laughs> let's do it. Um, well, happy to have you on, Curtis. We'll have to do this again sometime. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on. It's been fun, and it's been nice to actually have some positive shit to talk about for once. <laughs> <laughs> the future is bright. Yeah, my uh, sorry, my internet's kind of uh, fading on me here. It seems like that's why I've been kind of yeah. silent here for the last few minutes. But uh, no, it's, it was good, guys. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, it was a fun show. All right, everybody, make sure uh, make sure you uh, like the show, share it with your friends, um, follow us on uh, on Facebook. We're on X at uh, armchair gm underscore pod um let's uh continue with the with the rebuild as always go flames go flames <laughs>